You're listening to The Heart of It Podcast. My name is Sam Smeltzer, and I'm an HR intuitive and healer. In this podcast, we'll chat about what the industry of human resources can make possible for people and our organizations. In each episode, we'll have raw conversation around inner development and organizational culture change to create a working world where both people and organizations thrive. Thank you for listening. Now let's get this episode started. Here we are in the final Grateful Showcase. It's been five years of being able and having the privilege of highlighting some incredible people, people that have made a huge impact in my life, people that have been true game changers and helped me to evolve to who I am today, which is a truer, more pure version of myself. And it's not the end of of people having an impact on my life, but it's time for us to change. It's time to use this spotlight every year to highlight and carry on a voice. Um, As I mentioned two episodes back, the next evolution of the Grateful Showcase will be carrying on and highlighting the voices of the community, highlighting the nonprofit work, the good work that's being done in York that is making a change, that is truly changing the world, that is making the world a better place, that is making our local community a better place. And I'm incredibly moved and honored to be able to do that. I am so grateful to have the opportunity to co-host a special series like that. But, you know, as I've said, as, as the evolutions happen so many times on this uh, podcast episode, on this podcast in various episodes, that it's bittersweet. Whether it's been changing brands or the messaging behind the podcast and trying to critique and find my lane to be of service, which has been this constant thing for me. It's been, you know, since I started my business in 2014-15, I, you know, did not enter this arena of life fully prepared to know what I wanted to give to the world or how I even wanted to show up. Um, in most cases, what you're watching is me evolving and growing up right in front of you, along with you. And I am so grateful with the fact that you have embraced me and grown with me and pushed me. Um, and those who have come and gone, you know, one thing that I know for sure is that my, my role here on earth is working with people. Uh, that's that's a given. <laughs> and I, that's driven by the gift that people are to me. So I'm excited for um, what's next. 
I'm sad to be saying for the last time my story on how this person came into my life, but I'm so excited at the same time to share with you the last piece of this puzzle of the next evolution of the Grateful Showcase. So last week you got to meet Rebecca Hanlon. Um, most of you probably know her. She's an amazing individual. And most of you are probably going to know this amazing individual that I've gotten a chance to work with. Um, Wilda Alessi uh, is the executive director for Leadership York. We actually do a lot of work together from an aspect of Leadership Arts and Leadership York are so closely named um, that we come up in the same circles where people either think I work for her or she works for me. Um, so it's been a really nice partnership in that aspect. The work that they do and what they focus on with, uh, in particular, developing leadership skills for people to serve on nonprofit boards, which is absolutely essential, is work that I could never compare to. Uh, and, and I am so grateful that they are a resource for the nonprofits um, to fill their boards with highly qualified, talented people. Wilda, I actually met when I first started my business, she worked at the York County Economic Alliance, uh, which was a huge asset for me at the time. As someone who had no idea what I was doing in regards to having a business, I was lucky enough to have my first office in a complex that was actually owned by the York County Economic Alliance, and they were my landlord. Um, and they actually initiate a lot of the conversations of coming over and meeting me. Uh, I became a member and through orientation, but a lot of that initial core group that was there at the time, uh, and many of them have moved on and are doing these really impactful things throughout the community, but uh, they were really pivotal in me embracing um, who I was as a business owner. A lot of them helped uh, kind of have these conversations with me by um, from them trying to have an understanding of how they could help my business, help me gain some clarity around exactly what my business was. Um, and so that was very, 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 very important and grateful for. Um, Wilda was one of them. In fact, it's so funny because the other day I just saw someone shared a memory of when we did the ribbon cutting at our new office on Market Street. So it was the home before our current home on George Street. And Wilda's actually in the photo. She was there for the ribbon cutting. Um, so Wilda's been there since the beginning. Um, she's been every step of the way. She's one of those voices in my life that's very grounding uh, and full of rationale. And even when I had to work with her, it's always been really nice because she helps me maintain this really nice balance in my work. She challenges me, um, yet is open and trusting at the same time. And she's a beautiful individual and human being. And our community is grateful to have her as a leader. I'm grateful to have her as a friend. Um, and I'm grateful to share her with you today. So uh, with that being said, I will stop chit-chatting and share with you the final Grateful Showcase interview with the incredible Miss Wilda Alessi, who is our final panel co-host for the next evolution of the Grateful Showcase. And this interview wraps up part one of our official relaunch of the Heart of It podcast. And so... I will not talk to you for a couple of weeks, but join us at uh, the beginning of May 
as we launch uh, Chapter Chats, which is our summer reading clubs. We're going to be going through four books. I'll be unveiling those on social media and the powers that be. So make sure you follow us on the Heart Club, which is a Facebook group. Um, but yeah, so join us for our summer reading club. We're going to go through four amazing, incredible books, one of which was written by yours truly. Um, and so I'll talk to you in May, but enjoy this interview. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Bye. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and this episode, which I'm very excited about. This is um, the second episode in our Grateful Showcase, and I am very happy to have Wilda Alessi here with us today. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Sam, for having me here. I'm really excited to be part of this. Great. Uh, so... Um, in true tradition of the Grateful Showcase, um, everyone gets to share a little bit about how uh, they remember <laughs> coming into interaction with me. Because obviously, I'm grateful for you. Um, so I've treasured a lot of the interactions that we've had. Um, and you are someone that I have known for years. I mean, I would quite honestly, the early days, despite what we may remember, we were obviously in each other's circle when I first opened up because your place of employment happened to be my landlord. <laughs> yes. um, so that's like early onset, but it's, it's pretty crazy to see how the relationship has evolved because um, we did not have that relationship we have now back then. We wouldn't be sitting around doing this. No. No. <laughs> so from your recollection, when do you remember um, any kind of significant interaction with me that justified, I don't know, that a relationship was forming? So I don't, I remember odd details. So um, I think the first, my first memory um, that I have of you, uh, I remember you were wearing a blue dress doing a seminar session, I believe for Pano at RKL. I don't know why that sticks in my head, but that's what my memory says is the first time we've met. I have no idea if I was wearing a blue dress. I know that I did <laughs> speak at Pano at RKL and I actually met a lot of really significant people at that session, which is really interesting because if we look at the Grateful Showcase that's happened over the last four years, a lot of the guests, that was the original moment that I met them all. So it must have been a real like powerhouse that day. Yeah. Um, like Tony Hernandez, who's here. That's where I met him for the first time. Uh, my, uh, yeah, me as well. Yeah. Um, Doug Knight DK, which we're going to talk about in a little bit later on um, and in the, how we're transforming this podcast. Um this series in the podcast, I met him there for the very first time. So it was just, it's very interesting how that day, it always comes up for the Grateful Showcase. So I'm very grateful yeah. for that day. Yes. And grateful Pano, to Pano and, and RKO. That's right. They even, like, don't even know what they did. They created so much. Yes. So the other thing that I always like to do is let people get a little bit of insight into these people that I'm grateful for and kind of what makes them tick. Um, and what kind of are your driving factors out there? So I know this is like a heavy, heavy, deep question. Um, and we could spend hours, days, weeks. We could do a whole special series on this for you. Um, but if you had to kind of summarize it up and think about your path professionally, per per path professionally or personally, or the blend of the two, of what kind of drives you, gets you to get up every single day, is kind of your why your purpose, um, and I know that you're a passionate professional like myself. I mean, what would you say that is? 
So um, I'm I'm in a I'm in a great mood today. So um, I was going to start off with well, you know, back when I was a wee child, um, <laughs> you know, it's always been important to me to give back. Um, so I mean, seriously, from that perspective, I've always been involved in the community. Um, when I was in high school, doing adopt a grandparent, involved in school clubs, whatnot, always giving back. My family was that way. Um, when I moved to York, it was moving into a new community. I didn't know anyone. Um, was out of fresh out of college, didn't know how to, to, to get involved in the community. And so over the years, um, specifically through the, the Junior League of York and uh, Leadership York's Leadership Training Program, which I did both of those at the same time, I joined the Junior League and went through uh, what we call LTP, um, that kind of started, that took that what what I would say was my passion for giving back to the community and turned it into a passion of getting other people excited to give back to the community. Um, I worked in economic development for close to 12 and a half years. And during that time, my job was, or at times my job was to sell this community to businesses, tell them why York was so great for their, for their company and for their employees. And, it was like one of those things was like, wow, this is so like we have such a great asset here. We have so many great things happening in this community. And a lot of people don't know um, when the opportunity came to uh, take to, to, to apply for this position at Leadership York. It was kismet. Um, I was a huge fan of Leadership York ever since I went through the leadership training program. I joked with my predecessor all the time. If there was I what else can I do? Can I be the poster child for, for Leadership York? Um, I know now why I wasn't because everybody, there are a lot of the people that I meet feel the same way um, who went through those programs. So, um, but now being able to get up every day and lead an organization whose mission is to inspire people to give back to the community that they live in is a dream job. Um, it, it is still a job, but it's the mission and, and what we're working towards and how we're impacting the community in economic development with businesses. Those projects can take years before you see a result. Um, with Leadership York, it's at a session where you see a light bulb go off with somebody or you see a connection being made. Um, it, the impact is just phenomenal. And the people, I've never... I'm constantly amazed and humbled by by the generosity of the people that are engaged in Leadership York, our staff, our volunteers, our board members. It, it it's it's the it reminds me every day of like this is why you get up and do what you do because these people are amazing and it feels good to be surrounded by people who from all different walks of life, beliefs, um, all those that wide range of of people meeting them through Leadership York. And then having them be part of my life now, it's it's phenomenal. Well, that's all I have to say about that. That's all that you have to say. <laughs> that's everything. That's it. <laughs> I think that, um, I mean, uh, you know, there's just so much that you shared in that. And I think that one of the things that I love about Leadership York, which I had been exposed to, uh, I definitely have gotten to know much better through my relationship with you. Um, and, and I knew about the programming. I've never had the privilege of going through any of the programs yet. Yet. Yep. You're very accurate <laughs> on that yet. Um, I do come do go to some of the uh, lunch programs that they lunch offer. On board. Yep. Um, but one of the things that I've really come to appreciate and admire is you're right. These you create these sessions where these light bulbs go off. You're inspiring other people 
to be in leadership, volunteer leadership roles, which are pivotal for these nonprofits out there um, in order for them to achieve their visions that they have out there. Mm -hmm. I also think that I've seen the difference between someone who goes through your program and someone who doesn't and their ability to actually believe that their role on a board can make a difference. And I think people severely underestimate their board roles and what they really make possible for those organizations. Um, and so I think you're really essential in being a catalyst to help make a lot possible in our community from that aspect of being of service. And what a great way to live out your legacy of being able to give back to the community on such a magnet magnifying magnifying level does that even make sense a higher magnitude i don't know <laughs> one of those very very large, large. very large ginormous. impact ginormous <laughs> you are impacting others um by um by you, turning other people into mm -hmm. that you're you know you're planting seeds and sending them out um and that's just amazing we were uh, before this we had lunch um because we always look for reasons to do things like that. <laughs> and one of the things that I was telling Wilda is that we were, uh, I was at a networking event, and this happens actually fairly frequently when people hear that I worked for a company called Leadership Arts Associates. It's very common that they tie me to Leadership York in some fashion, but it's also very common that whenever you say leadership, Wilda is a name that comes to mind. Um, we have this playful banter that goes back and forth <laughs> that we find it entertaining, but I think it does speak that, you know, a powerful word like leadership in our community and the person they think of is Wilda. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. So and, and very humbling because it's, you know, for me, it's not that's not what drives me to do it. Um, it's and, and I never, you know, I, I never strived or I had a goal to be like, I want to have, you know, be this person in the community that's doing these things and, and whatnot. It was always just I want to I want to make a difference in my way, um, in a way that's meaningful for me and meaningful for the community. And as opportunities came up, um, I sought out opportunities and took advantage of opportunities that um, came across my path. I've been very fortunate in my time here in York that the, uh, the people who came before me, the leaders, the movers, the shakers, um, freely give of their time and a mentoring and showing the way, um, making introductions and um, being ambassadors for individuals, not just myself, um, but other people that they see potential in. And I've witnessed them, these, these individuals do that. And I think that's what makes York unique. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's very easy to make an impact in this community it's very easy to find a way to do that that fits who you are as a person and what you, what's important to you. Um, but I think York is just the people who, there are so many leaders in this community who have paved the way for those of us coming behind um, and have helped instead of hindered. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen that in other places where, you know, it's like we're in power and da 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 da, and you've you got to wait your turn. There, were, there are a lot of people who are very conscious about the fact that it is it is their responsibility to cultivate the next generation of leaders. So having had people who invested in me and, and mentored me and brought me along, I see that as my my responsibility to, to pass that along. And being the executive director at Leadership York is one great way of doing that, but also in 
the things that I do on my own time, um, that's something mm-hmm. I'm like, that's pay it forward yeah. to, to the next, to the next wave of leaders that are coming beyond behind me. Well, and I think you really just summarized like why for me, I'm so grateful for you. I mean, one of the things that I know I personally struggled with, I mean, I moved to York when I was 16. Um, and, uh, I want to say unfortunately, but it's not unfortunate, (laughs) but my career path went a different route. I worked in for profit, uh, and a lot of them were not in this local area. I spent time away from York, coming back to York, but my identity was always tied to these for-profit entities and, uh, you know, company and brand loyalty. And because of that, I never really got a chance to find my place in the community. Um, you know, fast forward, I become an entrepreneur, open up my business, and you have to find your place in the community. Otherwise, you basically don't survive unless you're going to try to do a national platform or something like that. Um, And so I find myself really grateful for people like yourself who have the true belief that, you know, anyone can make a difference. Anyone can um, have their story um, and do whatever they want to do in their own way. It doesn't have to happen the same way. And I think it's because people like you who have that belief make space for people like me to feel like I belong here Um, because it was really tempting and scary initially that to think like, what if I just go back to something that I knew? Like I grew up in Los Angeles. I know Los Angeles. Um, and those are my people. I can't say that anymore. Um, even though I don't like the cold. (laughs) Um, and sometimes I wish we had some, you know, I don't know, like Disney world would be nice. Uh, but for the most part, this is, this is home and I miss it even when I do go back to Los Angeles. Um, and I think that's because of key people like yourself, Mm -hmm. um, and Rebecca and anyone I've showcased on the grateful showcase, they've really helped make this home for me. So, so thank you. You're welcome. I'm, I'm, you know, it, again, passing it along. Um, that was the experience that I had that people took me in, took me under their wings, opened doors for me and provided me with opportunities. I had to step up to the plate and, and, and do something with that. Um, but York, York is a very unique place and I don't know that everyone always appreciates and understands the gem that we have here in this community. And the biggest piece of that are the people. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. So um, I want to transition a little bit and talk about because you are the executive director of Leadership York and the ability that Leadership York uh, has in really empowering nonprofits by focusing on leadership development programs for board volunteer roles and really fueling that um, and inspiring people and engaging them in that fashion. Uh, and and you're mission and purpose just for you individually, all this idea about giving back. Why do you think that the nonprofit sector is so important? So this this industry that you predominantly serve as Leadership York, you are a nonprofit yourself. Yeah. Um, can you just sum up? I mean, everyone, yes, okay, nonprofits do good for the community. They help us out. There's also a lot of people that I'm sure play devil's advocate. You know, are they really helping or not helping? Um, you know, why should I volunteer all my time? All those kinds of things come to play. But why are they so pivotal? Like, why do you believe in these organizations and giving back to them so much and investing? I mean, because you work long hours. Mm-hmm. You work hard for these organizations <laughs> to send people off to help them. Um, you know, so yeah. w- what comes to mind? So first, just to, to, to kind of start off, we do at Leadership York, we do what we do so our alumni can make a difference. So we as an organization, we're investing in the people like as just as you said, the people who can then go and help those organizations. Um, the nonprofit community in our community, in any community, really, 
provide these pivotal services that um, alleviate the, the burden on the government, um, provide access to services for people who um, need maybe just that hand up um, don't, or don't have access. I know there's a, there's a lot of, uh, we have some great nonprofit leaders in this community and there's a lot of, there's, I've been part of these conversations in how do we, you know, making systemic change. Mm -hmm. So we're not just putting a bandaid on issues. We're looking at and organizations, leaders want to look at how can we go back to the source and make the change? Because that's really the only way we're going to change the community and we're going to change this, the cycle. Um, so it's, it's interesting, the passion that you see. Um, we work with nonprofits. We do board trainings um, for nonprofit boards. But also, you know, we're a United Way partner agency. Um, we have meetings with those agency directors and to hear what they're doing and the passion. And I think they, they work a lot more hours than I do and have a lot more like the, the things that they're dealing with, health care, um, you know, housing, food, th basic necessities that these organizations in our community are addressing for people, whether it's just, you know, it's a hand up to help them get to the next step. Um, it's very humbling to be like, wow, this is, these people are amazing. And from, from the nonprofit perspective, the board is the governing body of those organizations. They set the strategic direction. There needs to be a strong partnership between the board of directors and the, and the executive director and the staff. Um, if they're both working in opposite directions or working against each other, that organization is not going to meet its mission. If the board isn't doing what it's supposed to do, if it's not governing, if it's not providing oversight, if it's micromanaging, if it's down in the weeds, if it's all of these things, um, it's a delicate balance of, of, you know, having a board that understands the importance of what they do and their roles and responsibilities. The fact that they have a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that that organiza organization remains financially sustainable and viable. Um, it's not just on the staff. It's a partnership. Um, so to be able to, to train individuals to help those nonprofits move forward is amazing. And we hear all the time, you know, people are like, oh, we have, we have, you know, some leadership training program grads, alumni on our board. Those, they're always the best board members. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost like the good housekeeping <laughs> stamp, <laughs> if you will, on board members. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just helping people understand something from as basic as, you know, before you join a board, ask and make sure they have directors and officers insurance. Mm -hmm. Yes, you as a board member could get sued. You need to make sure you're protected. That's, you know, that's part of the organization's responsibility. So helping people understand that the, the, the gravity of, of the role that they're accepting, that it shouldn't just be a resume builder. You, when you accept a, a board position with an organization, have the opportunity to make a difference mm. in that organization, in the community. Um, and, you know, some people, it's, it's time, talent, and treasure. That's what we tell our program participants from our high school students to our adults Time, talent, treasure. You have one of those three. <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes you have all three. Sometimes you have two. Sometimes you have one. Whatever it is at whatever point in that in your life, um, to give back to the community, you owe that to the community. Find and there's so many nonprofits um, here in York County alone um, that there's there's something that you're gonna find that fits your your need and what what makes you um, excited and what you're passionate about. But without those nonprofits, what, what would our community look like? Imagine if the why wasn't around. 
did you, you know, we ask our LTP participants, how many of you took swimming lessons at the Y? How many of you used a library? How many of you have gone to a state park? How many of you, you know, like, or a county park? Or, like, all of these things that sometimes we take for granted that, you know, have you ridden public transit? Yeah. The, all of these things, you know, sometimes people just don't remember, like, realize that that's, there's a nonprofit. The, the library is a nonprofit. They're there providing a service to, to people, providing them access to the internet, providing them access to, to the world through books. So it's, it's very important. It's yeah. not just the, the, the basic services, but it's all of these other things, um, providing youth programs, helping to develop our youth. Um, it's, it's, there's, a, there's so many good things happening. There's so many good organizations here. Um, it's very important that you know, they're here to do the work and so for us as an organization to provide those leaders who are trained and understand their roles and responsibilities as board members. Yeah. Well, and um, that is a perfect tie-in to just uh, why I wanted to bring you in as we're evolving the Grateful Showcase. Um, in the last episode with Rebecca Hamlin, we talked about, because um, it really kind of started with Rebecca and I when we were grieving over our good friend, uh, Doug Knight, DK, um, and thinking about how do we carry on his spirit. Um, and so it really spoke to me that I wanted to start showcasing organizations because there are these amazing humans mm -hmm. that are doing this work. There's organizations that are doing the work. Um, and there's just some really great stories that I think need to be shared. Um, and so Rebecca brings an amazing ability to tell stories and to get people to share stories and ask those questions. But I also love that you're seeing sides of nonprofits that I don't get to see on a regular mm -hmm. basis. And I want to make sure that we are showcasing uh, and recognizing, um, you know, th these amazing people <laughs> or organizations or services or whatever they are, uh, however we feel that we need to do that to keep that voice alive, to keep that on the spectrum so people can remember why it's so important mm -hmm. that these organizations are around or what all these organizations do. I mean, I love that you brought about the library and the parks and public transit and swimming lessons at the Y. I mean, some of those are things that some of us take for granted. Like, mm -hmm. well, you can always take swimming lessons at the Y. What if the Y didn't exist? I mean, yeah. we can't even imagine. Like, what if the song YMCA never existed? Can we just, like, let that sink in? She's like, look at Abby. She just laughed so badly. <laughs> I will and, not break out in song. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I tried. Good, yeah. Good so, um, no, so I'm really excited to have you involved and I'm really um, grateful that you said yes in that capacity and we're open to doing that. Do you have anything that you want to share about that evolution? I mean, it's still, it, you know, it, we don't know exactly what it will all be like till we all get in the same space. And I'm really excited about all the diversity that we'll have in the room and who we will each bring to the table to share with um everybody but anything that you want to share about that project and how it's evolving no i i am just again very humbled to be asked to be and considered to be part of it um i think it's just an opportunity i see it kind of as an opportunity for another platform another vehicle for me to do what i'm passionate about which is to get other people excited um and and inspire people to go out and and make a difference in this community um there's there's so many things I think um, because of the because of my careers here in York that I became aware of um, and have known for, for a while that I for sometimes forget that other you know it's 
why would someone know? Why would someone know that statistic, that weird statistic or something, you know? And I'm like, well, I've been selling, you know. Anyway, um, I digress. So, yeah, just being able to, to further educate people, reach a broader audience. Um, you know, there's, there's so many people when they come in. We do an exercise with our leadership training program participants at opening retreat. We're opening retreat and then closing retreat. Um, where they see themselves in their community. And are they just starting out? Are they somewhat involved or were they really involved? Um, and we have a lot of people who say, you know, right now my, com my, my community is I go to work and I go home. And if they have mm -hmm. children, they're doing their children's activities and they want to get involved, but they just don't know how. Um, and I was that person. I was yeah. like, I wanted to give back, but I was like, For the, I can't figure out where, how do I volunteer? Yeah. What organizations do I volunteer with? Um, and fortunately my employer chose to put me through LTP and I kind of joke between the junior league and the leadership training program. I've not had any free time since. So, um, you know, if, if you want to get engaged in this community, all you have to do is take that step. There's a lot to do. Um, you know, I have people who ask me like, who would want, this is really, it kind of breaks my heart. Who would want me? What nonprofit? I don't look like fill in the blank yeah. um, and I tell them you know nonprofits want people who are passionate want to make a difference and who will show up yep. that's all it doesn't matter what you look like how much money you make what you wear that's what it, you know nonprofits and there's different levels of nonprofits and stuff but there's there's a place for everyone yep. there's a nonprofit out there for for someone to, to volunteer with so I'm excited to to see this come together, to get, again, as you were saying, pulling some of these peop different people together that we all run across, you know, our paths cross um, all the time. But, you know, Rebecca and I are in, in Rotary together, so we see each other weekly. But um, it's 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 a great opportunity. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. No, I'm, I'm, I didn't even think about the how and the, you know, and I just, when I was creating the project, I knew, like, it was just like a natural, like, like thought that came to mind that Wilda has to be a part of this, that you were going to add an element that I knew that I could not deliver alone or Rebecca and I could deliver. And um, I think you're really going to help make sure that it, it serves the true kind of tribute that I want it to carry on for DK, but also to be impactful because it has to be impactful for mm -hmm. it to carry on the legacy of DK. Yes. If it was just sharing information, I think you're going to take it up with, the calls to action mm -hmm. and making sure the knowledge component and the excitement and uh, I, yeah, I'm pumped. So thank <laughs> you. And there you have it. The final grateful showcase interview. Thank you so much to Wilda Alessi for taking time out of her extremely busy schedule to join me in a chat a little bit about her giving us some insight into why she does the work that she does how she has become who she is today, who has become a total inspiration to me. And on top of all that, saying yes to being part of this next evolution of the Grateful Showcase to help me honor the legacy of Douglas D.K. Knight. And um, I'm just so, so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for everyone who has been a, go a guest on the Grateful Showcase for the last five years. Uh, I'm grateful for the experience. I'm looking forward to what's to come. Um, this marks the official first hiatus, one of two that we'll have throughout 2020 for season one of the Heart of It podcast. 
And so I look forward to chatting with you more in the beginning of May as we kick off our summer chapter chats, our reading, our book club reading series. Make sure that you follow us on Facebook, the Facebook group, The Heart Club. Uh, I'll be having open calls for anyone who wants to join and be part of those live group book club podcast calls. So I will talk to you then. Have a great uh, day, great uh, time off, enjoy life. And for those of you that are at the um, dealing with a stay at home mandate in the season of COVID-19, please stay safe. Please stay healthy. Please stay home. Thank you so much and talk to you later. Bye.